Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. Welcome to the 7 o'clock hour of Jason and Alexis in the morning on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment, everything. Shantae, you stay. I'm Jace with Lex, uh-huh. Dawn. Kenny is off today. Uh, it is 706. Raise your glass. Take a sip of your uh, beverage. Let's cheers. start the show. Cheers, everyone. Mm. Mm. <sighs> That's good. Oh, so nice. Oh, it's mm. needed today. Mm. Life juice, man. It absolutely is. Got lots of sun this weekend, huh? I did. I'm a little. um, With zaps. Yeah, I have. I have a hat on, Don Kim, but I am pretty. I'm pretty suntanned. That's uh, great. Yeah, I'm pretty crispy. Um, Even on my back, I didn't have the best night night's sleep. Um, I'm very much looking forward to (laughs) a a nappage at some point Mm. today. Uh, But hey, are you peeling? Not yet. I literally no. Um, it's a little hot to the touch. Yeah, I feel <laughs> a little, a little like a little gay baked potato, and that's fine. <laughs> that's, that's fine. Yeah, we were supposed to go out and do yard work. And yeah, we got out there for a little bit. We took a nice long walk, and we both just looked at each other and was like, "Not today." No, no not today. Oh God, zapped. not today, Satan. Not today. No. Not today, Satan. Not today. <laughs> no, not today. I mean, it's so funny. This is like the perfect weather yeah. for some of the you know weeds and plants that. There's a, a plant that just grew overnight in our yard. It's now almost six feet tall. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Wow. You have some fertilizer there, Lex. Something's going <laughs> on. That's sunshine. That's... It's like the perfect petri dish of temperature conditions for them to just grow and thrive. Well, I'm actually looking forward. It looks like it's going to rain today. We kind of need it. I know uh, up at the, the, the in-law's cabin, they desperately need rain up there because the oh. lake is just gross. You know, it's just all the algae is kind of floating to the top. And- Did it not rain oh, yeah. yesterday for no, you? No, it oh, didn't. It, there was a hailstorm. Yeah, just- oh, really? Oh, wow. yeah. We got nothing. It was like a torrential downpour for at least an hour. Oh, what, what oh. time last night? Uh, It was, let's see, in the middle of the afternoon. Oh. So like one o'clock. Oh, we got one- nothing. Or, yeah, yeah, same one here. One to two. You didn't get really? anything, Lex? Mm-mm. Yeah, oh, it was just It was like mar- marble-sized hail. I thought it was going to, but then, yeah, it just turned around. Maybe it's like the Munster's Dawn. Maybe it just uh, <laughs> stormed over your house. Maybe just <laughs> over your house. Fine. <laughs> get it. I get it. Okay. Lex, yes, this is one of those days where, uh-huh. even though I'm um, I'm erst tired, I was yes. excited to click on the mic today because people are loving Unsolved Mysteries. And uh, ah. uh, Nerdist.com, which I love that site. Now, they may not like the whole series, but they are loving episode one, which we watched. 
Yes, it's number one. On, I noticed too on Netflix. Yeah, everyone is freaking out over the mystery of Ray Rivera. Uh, the episode is called "Mystery on the Rooftop." Well, Lex, did you read any of these stories over the weekend? No, I saw it. I saw it on the grid, and I thought, you know what? I'm just gonna thank you. Okay, back off because I know you know. Yeah, yeah. Fresh. Okay, for one of us at least. So. Let me try to update all of you, my talkers, that did not watch this first episode. Okay, yeah, because so, I haven't watched any of it. This episode, and Lex, help me fill in, because again, sure, I, I'm, I I'm a 44 record on 38 today. So, um, yeah. <laughs> Combined, so, hopefully, will be one. We can, <laughs> we can put together the whole story. So, everybody, this happened in 2006, I believe. And Ray Rivera uh, lived in Baltimore with his wife. They had just gotten married. Um, a happy couple, it all seemed. He was uh, like a screenwriter, uh, 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 um, obsessed with movies, a big movie fan. Um, and he died in the most mysterious way. Um, he had started working for a like a, kind of a brokerage, uh, stock brokerage firm, and uh, with his childhood friend. Now, I bring that up for a reason. So his wife was on a business trip or something, and their friend was staying in the house with them. And the friend reported that Ray Rivera got a phone call. Um, He was in his room. The guest was in the room right next to the bedroom. And Ray, like, rushed out of the house. He was like, what? Oh, okay. Sweatpants and flip-flops. Sweatpants and (laughs) flip-flops and rushed out of the house. And the next thing you know, um, again, spoiler alert, uh, Ray was found dead uh, on the floor of this hotel, this legendary hotel. And through the roof, there was this hole uh, in the roof right above where they found the body, which led everybody to believe that he either jumped or was pushed because the hole, I mean, he pierced his body, pierced the roof. The was it a glass roof or no? It was metal. like a metal. It was like a metal roof. It was a normal roof of like a facility, like here at what? Hubbard. He so they 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 the hypothesis was that he had to be traveling at such a speed that he was able to the body was able to pierce this roof. So they were trying to figure out. It how, wasn't a big hole. No. So they're trying to figure out how he was either pushed or jumped off this roof because of the configuration of this hotel. Uh-huh. Uh, the way the, the hotel was structured in comparison to where the roof is of this uh, lower lower part of the hotel. And, and the way that he felt, the, where the hole was located, it would have been very difficult for him to jump that distance and pierce it the way that he did. Because yes. The, they worked it out so that he would have, Entered at an angle, but I mean, this was like straight through, like a bullet. Yeah, Dawn, it's just it's because wow. yeah, and the building is so ornate. Like it would be really hard to even get to that side of the building without falling off. Yeah, because oh the gosh. the convention center esque yeah facility that he fell through is kind of in front of the actual structure. Uh, yeah, I, I I'm understanding yeah. sort of what you mean. By okay, that. Yeah. so here's what I'm going to say, and we're going to take a break. His wife, when was this, Lex? Months later, found the note. Was it months later? It doesn't matter. Uh, His wife found on the back of a hard drive uh, of his this note that had like just a list of movies and a note. Very weird. Very weird note. Well, when we come back, one, this is the power of Netflix, girl, one eagle eyed Netflix viewer 
found a clue, perhaps, <gasps> to what this all means. Ooh. I'll tell you what it is. Ooh, I just got the chills. As you should when we come back. Welcome back. Jason and Alexis in the morning. It is uh, 717. This will kick off a brand new week. Thanks for being here, all 17 of you. <laughs> we have some fun. You know what we're going to do this week? Because um, uh, it is kind of a weird vacation week. Uh, I've pulled some best ofs. Uh, and what I mean by that, fun, fun best of segments uh, that y'all love. Uh, some great Dear Diaries. We'll get to that in a little bit. Um, burying Lex. We'll hear that again uh, oh, yeah. with uh, Katie K9. And not a lot of people are doing uh, yard sales, but uh, it is yard sale season. So we'll uh, go back in time with Angel Toro's yard sale season tips. Uh, So Mm. I pulled those for the week. So we'll have fun uh, reminiscing all this week. So uh, don't go anywhere. Uh, Right now, though, welcome back. So we're talking about Netflix's uh, reboot of Unsolved Mysteries. Specifically, that dropped last week. Specifically, episode one, which is about... The uh, the mystery of Ray Rivera, a, a gentleman who had just gotten married. Uh, everything appeared great. And I got to say, you know, sometimes when you hear that cliche, you as the viewer kind of guess, oh, maybe things aren't so great in the marriage or whatever. But I got to tell you, Lex, I don't know if you agree. I really believe it. I don't think anything nefarious or um, uh, weird was going on in that marriage. I think oh, they nothing were in his very, personal life. No, nothing in his personal mm-hmm. life. No, they seemed very happy. They had a great community. They had a great house. It's just a few weeks before he died. Mm-hmm. He started, you know, acting a little bit different. That things didn't seem to be going so great at work. And remember, he was working with his high school buddy. Yep. That's what brought him to Baltimore in the first place. He said, hey, come and work for, for me. And so something was going on there for sure. I mean, that's what that call was about, too. Well, and again, the right after Ray died, his company enforced a lockdown which prevented any employee from talking to investigators or anything about Ray's disappearance. Because they tracked the call down, and it was from someone in the building, but the way that their phone system is set up, they mm-hmm. can't pinpoint which office or from which phone. It's like a patch so, system. Yep. Yeah. It's Yep, so it's someone in that building, and yes, Jace, all of a sudden, it's like they're all, they've all got the gag order. They can't answer any questions. Because again, Ray's last call, allegedly, was they, he was in the house, his, his house, he worked from home. He received a phone call, and a guest of theirs was staying in the next room. So obviously, she could only hear Ray's uh, side of the conversation, but something had happened. He goes, something like, what? What? And then he ran out of the house in flip-flops and sweatpants and was never heard from again. God. His car was found near work, but in this parking lot that he's normally not parked at, and again, his body was found on the floor of the Belvedere Hotel after allegedly either falling or being pushed from the roof. His body pierced uh, the roof of this lower level area of the hotel. And as um, now, before I tell you this little clue, Lori writes to us. Uh, she goes, hey, guys, I watched it, too. Remember when the medical examiner uh, examined him? She said his shins were broken inconsistently with the fall. Oh, right. Yes. Um, 
so and also another weird thing his his sunglasses and his iPhone not scratched at all. Mm, and his money clip was gone too and that was a beloved gift from his wife. Yes. That was the other thing. So, what huh. and this brings us to this clue. So his wife uh, at some point after the death had went to his computer and in the back of the hard drive was a note taped to the back. What? Yeah, and it was a rambling I don't maybe rambling isn't the right term. But it was didn't make a lot of sense. He wrote a lot. He did write he a lot. Just filled notebooks up with just like it felt like random lists of things, and this was no different. They actually thought, oh, maybe this is a a suicide letter, but it didn't appear to be that way. But he wait, it was like movies, people that they knew. There were key people missing. Don, there are references to the Freemasons. Oh, my uh, God. Yes. I, I got to watch this. Stanley Kubrick. What? Yeah. And a list. <laughs> yeah, and and like, yeah, all these like uh, underground society. What he, it was groups. notes for a script that he wanted to write. Just ideas jotted well, down. And there was also, I write weird stuff, too. Well, and there was also just a list of movies, right, Lex? Just yeah. like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. A list of movies. Um, cause again, he was a writer. Well, listen to this. So one, one Reddit user found a startling similarity to the plot of a movie and what really happened possibly to Ray. One, uh, subreddit, uh, was titled unresolved mysteries. And the user wrote, quote, I am watching the Ray Revere episode on Netflix. And what really caught my eye was the note Ray wrote on the day that he died. And he hid the note behind the computer. It had all these names of actors, his friends, family, quotes from Freemasons, and a list of movies. Well, he writes, one of these movies was called The Game with Michael Douglas. And mm-hmm. he goes, immediately I thought, of course. There is one big scene at the end of that movie where the main character jumped off the roof of a fancy hotel and (gasps) goes through the glass roof. Yeah. It's a great movie. The whole movie, he continues, is about this crazy game that a company arranges that makes you think you you lose everything in order to let you appreciate life again. Ray, yeah. Ray was an unsuccessful movie scriptwriter, and maybe he got involved in something that tried to imitate the game in some way. Whoa. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that crazy? Ugh. I know. Now I want to go back and rewatch it. That is a good movie. I've never seen it. Oh. It's by David Fincher. You, so good. It is it good. Is. That's a uh, great movie for you to watch, Jason. Yeah. Okay. That's a good action film, but I'm not going to pick it for Force Movie Review. Yeah, thank you very much. Because <laughs> you should watch that good. one. Yeah. yeah. It's way too good. What? Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Oh, mm-hmm. now, oh, we're talking I mean, unsolved I mysteries if, if you just turned in. He would have been into that because he was looking for adventure in that way in his life. Well, and again, as you said, uh, the wife pointed out, he started acting a little odd. 
Yeah. A little, little, little odd the last when few weeks. When did that movie come out? I wonder 97. if that was his. 96, oh, 97? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I was thinking maybe someone Sean stole Penn, his Michael movie Douglas. idea or something. Yeah. But that would make more sense if they were, oh my gosh, wow. Yeah. And who called him? Like, what's crazy uh-huh. to me is that if a uh, uh, murder or a homicide or or some type of mysterious death happens, how can you have a gag order? The police can question whoever they want. Yeah, well, and let's... Yeah, that's weird. Let us be clear. His childhood best friend has never spoken up, has never even talked to the wife. That would, that, that would be oh, like Alexa. That hello. would be that would be Red like flag. that would be like my friend Haley or Jen or Alexis not saying anything. You know what I mean? It would be right. very odd. I mean, input whoever your besties are following your death. How strange is that? That you never call the wife or don't. I mean, it has he has to be involved somehow. He has to be. Well, and Phil Jones writes Lex other movies listed in there. Uh, on his list, other movies on that list also included characters that jump off a building, including The Matrix and Wide Awake. Oh, my gosh. This is... Oh. Whoa. Isn't that... Cr- it's just Nutter Butters. Oh, my gosh. I gotta watch it. Yeah. So, there we go. Netflix, Unsolved Mysteries. It's episode one. It's the mystery of Ray Rivera. Um, I'm telling you, the power of Netflix, I, I thought when this was released... I thought somebody is going to know something. Everybody's yeah. watching Netflix because of the pandemic. And here we go. Thanks to that Reddit user. Yeah. Wow. 726. We're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, some best ofs that'll get you laughing on this Monday. Stay with us. And now, a hilarious, and we use that term loosely, dad joke. That's a good one, dad. From Alexis. Why did the coffee file a police report? It got mugged. <laughs> This has been a dad joke. It's very funny, Dad. Hilarious. From Alexis. <laughs> Somewhere, uh, someone out there is laughing at that. Somewhere. Uh-huh. I have faith. I have faith in that. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. Jason and Alexis in the morning on My Talk 1071 and streaming on apps all across the world at MyTalk1071.com. I'm Jason. Take us anywhere, guys. Take us anywhere. Take us to the 7 Eleven, even though we don't have those around here. Mm hmm. Did you see Dunkin' Donuts? They're closing like three, four hundred stores. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Did you see that, Lex? I, I saw the headline yesterday. Yep. Oh man, they just started opening them. They just, yeah. they, oh, oh, it's just bad. Again, the second closure. We've been saying it for months. If there's a second wave of closures, it's going to be devastating to these businesses. I'm, I'm, uh, 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 I'm just worried. I'm worried. But anyway, we're going to focus on the positive right now. Yes. So, all this week, which uh, is no, I'm yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm trying, Liz. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, all this week, we thought it'd be fun because uh, this is kind of a weird week. A lot of people are on vacation. You're out of your normal schedule. There's about 27 of you. Dawn counted in the commercial break. There's 27 <laughs> of you listening right now. So we decided to. I, I thought it'd be fun. I pulled some best of things, things you guys have loved over the years. For instance, like uh, the burying Lex trilogy. Um, we have uh, on hell legendary yard sale season tips um, and the classic deer diary and that's what we're going to do for a few minutes here I pulled a variety of deer diaries uh, they're from different points in in the diaries of Alexis and, and, and Dawn if you are new to our broadcast this was a hugely popular segment uh, that was filled with actual diary entries 
from Alexis and Dawn's diaries because we found out you you both kept diaries for for many years, right, ladies? Yeah. Many, oh, many, yeah. yeah. Yep. Lex, how long did you keep it? Do you think a diary? Oh, oh. Gosh, I still journal, but uh, that time period, yeah, like five years. Oh, sure. yeah. Yeah. So we mined uh, all that we could. I mean, we got every morsel uh, until Dawn uh, claimed we were getting into the years where uh, Dawn was getting kind of X-rated. So we had to stop the diary thing. Yeah, oh, it was yeah. just depressing. It's yeah. not for the air. Exactly. Okay, so let's start here again. I don't know necessarily uh, chronologically where we are, uh, but this will be fun. We're going to start with Dawn. Uh, and this was from uh, December of, uh, I believe, 2018. Uh, but here we go. Dear Diary. I found a diary underneath the tree. Dear Diary continues. Let's return to Springfield, Missouri and 12-year-old Dawn McLean. January 19th, 1987. Dear Diary. Hi. I'm lying under my bed. Weird, huh? That's my name. Just joshing. Golly, there's this new boy in 8th grade and he's so cute. I could have a cow. Talk about gorgeous. He's got it. I just try to get out from under my bed, and I'm stuck. Mega agony. Such a dramatic. I'll try again. Well, I'm out. The boy's name is Dustin Helensky, but he likes Cheyenne, the fake, phony asshole. Now she really loves herself. Cheyenne's a bitch. I'm jealous. I'm jealous. So there. Love, Dawn. I found a guy underneath the tree. Wow. Oh, boy. Who is the fake? With Shane, but yeah, Shane, wow. you did not enjoy wow. her. Shane also had, um, I thought I, I probably was just jealous of her, yeah. but she had a Dukes of Hazard sleeping bag, and we used to call her slutty for that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> she was slutty because she had a Dukes of Hazard <laughs> sleeping like, bag. Ew, you're sleeping with Bo and Luke Duke, you're a her. Oh, god. <laughs> Well, I would have wonder what you would have called me. I had Dukes of Hazard underoos. What, what, what oh, that? Yeah. oh my gosh! Oh my goodness! Okay, oh, man, uh, that was so cute. Their voice by Rocco's neighbors. Remember? Oh, that's yes. right. These diary entries. Mm-hmm. Well, oh. here's Alexis. Uh, now, Don and Alexis. Uh, one would go first. I think I play these out of order. It doesn't matter. But here's Alexis's uh, from that broadcast, and we don't know again what what era we're in for Alexis. Here we go. <laughs> Once upon a time, each of us was just a 10-year-old girl with a diary. Same goes for our own Alexis and Dawn, who recently found their old diaries. I found a diary underneath the tree. This is Dear Diary with young Alexis and young Dawn. Once again, back in Lincroft, New Jersey, 1992, an 11-year-old Alexis Thompson November 28th, 1992. Dear Diary, Thanksgiving was crazy this year. Uncle Dan, Aunt Kathy, and baby Byron from Baltimore came. So did the Boyles, the Healy's, and another family whose kids don't talk. Mom and I stayed up all night before getting everything ready, and it was so good. I ate so much. But I'm a little mad I had to give up my room and that it smelled like poop. And guess what? There was a poopy diaper under my bed. Gross. And it was there for days. They're back in Baltimore, and it wasn't Baby Byron's fault. I'm happy Christmas is coming soon. That means Zach is 10, and my dad's birthday is after that. 
I think I'm gonna get Zach something soccer and Dad some seeds for the garden. Love, Alexis. I found a daddy underneath the tree. There's a lot of people at that uh And started reading and what I love always had big ones. What we discovered through the weeks and weeks and weeks of Dear Diary is a young Alexis and her humor is very similar to current Alexis and her humor. <laughs> I know. And that's, She's that, concerned about smells. Poop. A lot. Yeah. You know, but uh, balls are said a couple times. It's it's very much the same. It's, it doesn't really yeah. change. No, that little the child inside still remains. Still guys. right there. Oh. Do you oh remember that day, Lex? Oh, yeah. Well, there's some mad shade there to my Uncle Dan and Kathy, Aunt Kathy there, because <laughs> yes. I was like, I don't blame Byron for a stinky diaper. Right. I do remember. It's not I his was, fault. Yeah, they're the ones that left it there. I was so mad. I remember finding that diaper, and my mom was mad, too. She was like, ew, I can't believe that's still there. Because that is gross. Like, how He's inconsiderate. Leader. Yeah, that, like Tracy no, says. He's, yeah, he's their first baby, and, and and now I get it a little bit more. But sure. still, yeah. you can uh, leave a diaper behind on accident, uh, right? Exactly. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Dear diary continues. Here we go. Once upon a time, each of us was just a ten-year-old girl with a diary. Same goes for our own Alexis and Dawn, who recently found their old diaries. I found a diary underneath the tree. This is Dear Diary with young Alexis and young Dawn. Once again, back in Lincroft, New Jersey, 1992. An 11-year-old Alexis Thompson. Oh no. Dear Diary, after school we went to Kate's and played in her basement and ate cheese noodles. Then we went outside and got cold, then needed to go to the bathroom. She went pee, then I went pee. Then we walked out, there's Brian. What are you two doing in there together? We ran up to Kate's room. She was mad because he's a mean older brother. And now I know he doesn't like me like that. And he told him to leave us alone. We weren't doing anything in there, just peed. One flush, Kate's idea. Gotta go, love, Alexis. I found your daddy underneath the tree. Okay, no way to Lex had to put in her diary one flush. I mean, that was, I love that you had Kate's to add idea. Kate's idea. One flush, girl. Saving water, even at 12 in Lincroft, New Jersey. Thanks, Kate. Yeah, Kate. Lex, oh. you are ahead of the curve for the environmentalists. Oh, oh. And Brian, he was so dreamy. Was her he? Older brother. Oh, yes. Listen to you. Lex. Uh, we both peed. Again, the stuff people put in diaries. Well, we went to the oh. bathroom. Well, here's Dawn. Weird memories. From that, uh, from that day. <laughs> Listen to this. I found a diary underneath the tree. Dear Diary continues. Let's return to Springfield, Missouri and 12-year-old Dawn McLean. Dear Diary, January 19th, 1987. Here's a poem about Shane. Hey, little Shaney. Have a cow. Never mind that. Have a sow. It looks just like you, so kiss it goodnight. Then go to Dustin's, who's out of sight. He eats your guts, he thinks you're a weenie. So go get yourself drunk and have a martini. Pee pee, pee pee head, pee pee, pee pee head. <laughs> and that's the truth. Ain't I a good poet? Dawn. <laughs> you're so poetic, Dawn. <laughs> oh boy. 
we sure that wasn't Alexis's diary? <laughs> yeah, we would have been besties there, Don. Oh, pee, 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 pee head, dear pee, 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 pee head. You just can't recreate that time no. in your life unless you... Oh, Don, yeah. you, were, you were a master of poetry there. Wow. Yeah. Hey, the My Talk Research page presented by AARP is up. Uh, we have all the info you need during the pandemic and fun stuff as well. Uh, enter keyword resource at mytalk1071.com. Stay right there. Get another cup of coffee. We'll be back after these words. Alicia Keys bringing us back. Underdog, Jason and Alexis in the morning on My Talk 1071 on this Monday, July 6, 2020. It is 746 on the dot. It's a little uh, dark and cloudy here. On the border of Minneapolis and St. Paul, here at my talk, my talk studios. Don't know what it's like in Shoreview, Lex. Is it? What's it look like there? Yeah, it's forecast. I mean, it's um, what is it called? It's overcast. Overcast. Oh, thank you. Oh my goodness. It's, it's right. forecast. No, it's, forecast. <laughs> it's forecast. What am I talking about? <laughs> it's overcast. Yeah. It's uh, pretty gross out there. Looking. Searching your it's lexicon. Dark. Yeah. It's yeah. bottom line. It's gross outside. Yeah, it is. Uh-huh. It's the so same over here. It's same. About, and that's in the forecast today. Thunderstorms, heavy rain. Oh, great. Well, we need it though. It's it's it, and it's so muggy. Oh, it was just ugh. It was very very gross over the weekend. Mm-hmm. But hey, I'll take that in sunshine. I'm never going to complain, especially on a holiday weekend, uh, not having um, a rain out. It was. I'll I'll take the heat. I'm not. Yeah. No. 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 Anyway, seven forty. Yeah, it's a good summer, summer day. Yes, seven forty-seven. The time, not the plane. Uh, Shia LaBeouf is a lot of things, uh, including dedicated. Why is he dedicated? Wow, Lex? is he dedicated? So he has a movie coming up called The Tax Collector. Okay. It comes out on August seventh, and he's working again with David Iyer, who directed him in Fury back in twenty fourteen. And uh, he says that Shia LaBeouf is one of the best actors he's ever worked with. And keep in mind, this guy has worked with a lot of great actors. He's worked with Brad Pitt, Keanu Reeves, um, George Lopez, who will also be in this uh, movie, The Tax Collector, um, out in August. And he says that he really makes some shocking transformations in preparation for his roles. Like, for instance, in 2014, in Fury, he had one of his t- uh, a tooth r- r- pulled oh. because that's his actor. I mean, his character, he didn't have a tooth, so he had one of his <laughs> teeth pulled. Oh, really? He actually uh-huh. had a tooth pulled for a role? Oh he did. Yes, and now he's gone even the next level for tax collector. So this is a story about a pair of employees of crime of a crime lord. Their business is upended, and George Lopez is also set to um, appear in this movie too. To prepare for this, he got his whole chest tattooed. It's a real tattoo. Yeah, and he is covered. <laughs> it is everything. The tats were for the movie. And they're real. It's a big portrait, right, Lex? Uh-huh. It's like a, a it's a woman. Gosh, it's hard to see because he's got a bunch of necklaces on. It's like a Madonna and child. It's, it's a child. Yes, it is. And then, like, the, the hair looks like uh, there's, like, flowers and leaves. And it's really a beautiful tattoo. But it was for a movie. But it's it wasn't permanent. Just- Why? The baby is like a Joker face, though. It's not Christ. It's like a baby that has, like, a... 
clown mask on. I don't think that was in the Bible. I'm not real <laughs> familiar, right. but uh, I, oh, I don't. Yeah, but it right says on. creeper on the belly. Oh. Right underneath, yeah, the portrait. And like his nipple looks kind of weird because it... Okay, it goes now right you're above the nipples. nipple. Now I have to look. Now, oh yeah, you have to see this tattoo. Okay, hold on. Okay, Shia LaBeouf. His left nipple. It's like they're tattooed around the areola, Me- but <sighs> so you see like the under chest area there. But eh. why wouldn't anyway. you call? Okay, just go around it. Well, maybe I'm just. But if it's for a movie, yeah. why wouldn't you just makeup artists can do a fake tattoo? Oh, and they can do it very realistically. Yeah, oh, I'm looking at it. Oh. Yeah, he, he's just all about getting fully into his character method. Uh, your favorite actor is that way, Don. Right? Very method. Oh, yeah, Daniel Day-Lewis. Thank Day-Lewis. you, Daniel Day-Lewis, that guy. Yeah, yeah he gets into I mean, right now he is a tailor because he did Phantom Thread. Right. And he isn't See? even an actor anymore. He's still doing, he's basically tailoring clothes now as for a living yeah are you serious yeah that's it was his final movie i'm sorry i'm still really close to the screen looking at the shia's body here okay that's a great skill there um yeah okay well yeah so he's committed you guys he also has it looks like some mickey mouse hands right above his below his belly button that are pointing in I like the mickey gloves oh i endorse that yeah, that's good. Oh, okay. yeah. He's a good-looking guy. I love Shia LaBeouf. Uh, I, I always have. I know he's had a few rocky moments in life, but he seems to own it all and really, you know, move forward. Yeah. Uh, Megan uh, Lane writes in, there are no original pictures from Bible times, but I don't think Jesus had a joker face. Thanks, Megan. I was just, again, I'm not real familiar, but I think Megan's right Thank on you, that Megan. One. Thank you, Megan. Yeah. Yeah. Always helpful. Always helpful. We love you, Shia. Um, even with your missing tooth and weird tattoo. <laughs> yeah, he got that replaced after Fury. Oh, he did. The tax okay, good. collector is, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, he's not going to get these t- tattoos removed. No. I, I guess he could, but they're pretty um, opaque. I mean, they're, there's a lot of black. He can go to Dawn's uh, like, Dawn's in. Yeah, that's to, tough. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. How would she cover that up? Well, she could. Tweety mm, Bird. Big Tweety she'd Bird. She'd probably turn it into something else. Yeah. A, yeah. a phoenix rising from uh-huh. Mickey Mouse's hands or something. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right out of the belly button there. Yeah. Or a bingo ball machine or something. Yeah. Um, 7.52, RuPaul's, uh, RuPaul's All-Star Season 5 uh, was on Friday. Oh. Did you watch, Don? I sure did. Yeah. What'd you think? Well, um... Spoiler alert, by the way, everyone. I'm uh, I'm excited that somebody went home yep, that I me wanted too. to go home from the beginning. Bye. I just I I there's something about uh, that queen that I mm-hmm. just don't like. I can't really put my finger on it, and I hate to be her gums. Yeah, petty. Yeah, but um, I just don't like her look. Yeah, I don't either. D- I mean, just the way she does her makeup, I didn't like it. Spoiler alert: We're talking about India Farah. Yeah, and. Bye. I'm glad she's gone. Who do you think there's this controversy, Alexis, where there was some lying going on with Alexis Mateo and India Farah? Oh. Um, uh, India claims that there was this conspiracy to kick off Shea Coulee and that uh, Alexis was behind it. But um, Alexis is claiming she's innocent and did not try to conspire. Um, 
I do not. I'm not a huge fan of India, as you can tell. I, there's just something about her. I, she may be a great human being, but there's sure. something about her that I do not enjoy just as a casual, as a viewer. Yeah. Having said that, I think Alexis is shady as hell. Me too. I think and she I did. believe India. I do believe India because they were really good friends. And in order to save herself, she went to Shay, who was the top queen of the week, who was making the decision of who to uh, to uh, kick off if she won the lip sync challenge. Which, by the way, the queen she lip synced against that they brought back was Miss Vanjie. Vanjie. <laughs> so at least that oh, was entertaining. That's fun. Yeah, Miss yes. Vanjie. Yeah. Um. So. Oh, gosh, I lost my train of thought there. No, uh, so, and and Shea Coulee ended up picking, spoiler alert, India to go home and right. not Alexis Mateo. And oh. and India walked off the set, walked off the stage, looked at uh, Shay and said, I didn't lie to you. I'm telling you the truth. And right. then waved goodbye and walked off the set. Because a couple of weeks before, just because of a fluke, I don't remember why, but Shay is was in the bottom too. Yeah. And so Alexis was trying to get her out. Because she's such a strong because competitor. Because she's so, such a strong competitor and went on the side asking people to vote her out. Um, Alexis and India are bottom line my two least favorite. Me too. Uh, they could have both went home. Um, you and guys I have said that for weeks. Yes, now. there's just something shady about both of them. Look, there's a little bit of shade. It's a competition. It's a reality show. If there wasn't shade, it wouldn't be entertaining. But Alexis Mateo's been really mean yeah. this season. Yeah. So Ooh, I wonder if she got that memo because I don't remember her being that mean in her original season. In season three, no, I yeah. don't. Yeah. You know, sometimes I think they feel like they need to... Real Housewives is the same way, right? They get the memo of, okay, this is how I get attention. Good or bad, I'm still going to get the time on the screen, and I'm just going to go with this. And maybe she got that memo of, yep, I'm just going to be extra bratty. Well, it's working because we are talking about her. You know, There are are other queens. Obviously, Dawn and I have not referenced, but we are talking a lot about Alexis Mateo on Mm -hmm. RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars 5. So we're rooting for Shea Coulee, right, guys? We are, yeah. Is that okay? She has yeah. to win or, yeah. or close it down and turn it into a subway. Um, <laughs> and before we go, Miss Vanji. Miss Vanji. Miss Vanji. <laughs> That's going to do it for the 7 o'clock hour when we come back. Uh, some more best ofs to get you laughing, plus the dirt alert and more. So get another crumpet, get another egg scramble. Get some orange juice with or without pulp and meet us back here in just a few minutes. Oh, baby, any day that you're gone away. It's a beautiful day. Miss Benji.